You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Good morning, everybody. Mike Heck here from MMAfighting.com. And some big news to start off your Tuesday. It is now officially official. Kayla Harrison, one of the biggest free agents in the sport of mixed martial arts, is a free agent no more. She has signed a multi-year extension with the PFL. PFL has to be relieved. I'm sure Kayla Harrison is relieved that this is now a done deal. Five months after winning another lightweight title and another million dollars, she's going to go for another one in this 2022 season. So credit to Ariel Hawani. He has been all over this from the beginning. He reported last week that Harrison returning to the PFL was all but done, expected to be made official rather quickly, and that is what has happened officially on this Tuesday morning. This has been quite the road for Kayla Harrison, drawing interest from anybody and everybody to nobody's surprise, getting offers from the UFC, getting offers from Bellator, the PFL. Then it looks like her return to the PFL is imminent along this road. Then some roadblocks. And then Bellator becomes a major player in this conversation. UFC was pretty much out of it by all accounts, down the stretch. Bellator offered her a big contract. PFL matches it. And here we are. So let us react to this right now. And I am not alone on this, as you can see. I'm being joined by a couple of my colleagues. We've got Alexander K. Lee. We got Mr. Jed K. Mishu. AK, I'll, I will begin with you, my best friend. When this all began, this free agency talk, which pretty much started during the, this last season for the PFL, the whole season, it was all about where is she going to go after this? This pro- this has to be here last season of the PFL, right? And everyone kind of let their imaginations run wild. Kayla in the UFC versus Amanda Nunes. Kayla in Bellator versus Chris Cyborg. The bigger names are in the other promotions. The chance to cement her legacy to build her resume with Hall of Fame talent was in other promotions outside of the PFL. But also, she had to make the best decision for herself, for her family, for her bank account. She is a mom now. Are you surprised that this is how the free agency road ended from where it began? No, no, not surprised. Not surprised. I think I, I think a lot of us uh, once as I mean, as soon as we knew her free agency was coming up, I feel like we were discussing this even you know before the season was over, talking about what would be next for her and oh and you know matchups with Cyborg, matchups with Amanda Nunes and whoever. Uh, but we also I think every time we kind of speculated about that and you know kind of played fantasy matchmaker for her, there was always like a but 
there was always a but if she wants to you know continue to to find success and and make money pfl will always be her best option there's just that that one million dollars waiting for her uh assuming she wins which i mean again going to every season however many more um you know we, we know it's a multi-year extension however many more pfl seasons she participates in she will be the massive favorite going in unless they they manage to bring in a cyborg or they somehow bring in amanda nunez otherwise it's pretty much four fights and another million dollars uh, for kayla harrison and i and and you know that's 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 great for her but uh, you know, she was kind of talking about it in the MMA hour. Even even herself, she's kind of one. She kind of grew frustrated with the free agent process, which was very exciting at first. And then she, you know, as it dragged on, she was just kind of wanting to get over with. And two, without saying, without like explicitly saying it, she was kind of suggesting like, man, how much you know, what's it going to take for me to really cement my legacy and sort of can it happen in the PFL? These are my words. These are my words. I just say, can it happen in the PFL? Uh, so definitely not a surprise though, that, that, that she ended up coming back. They had, they had the rights to match. Why wouldn't they want to bring her back? Uh, it'd be crazy. She's their biggest star. Um, and so now, uh, now we'll see, we'll see what she can do. But, uh, I, I think this was always a likely outcome, despite, uh, the fact that we knew there was interest from, from Bellator and from the UFC and it's all been out there in the public. Um, but, uh, PFL is her home and, uh, we should, we have to get used to it. Chad, you and I have been talking about this for a bit on multiple shows. We both thought a return to, to the PFL was probably what was going to happen. In fact, we both felt that this was probably the best move for her overall in terms of just making that bag, as you like to say, in terms of making that money, set herself up for the future, still be a major name in the sport, still be a star, but you don't have to take on like the stiffest of competitions. You can just keep that O and just keep banking that Millie. So now that it's a done deal, do you feel the same? What is your reaction to this now that it's official? Oh man, I got a lot of thoughts. Um, and I don't, they're kind of pulling me in a lot of different directions. Cause you're right. We've talked about this a lot. This is what I expected, but it's also not what I expected. Right. Cause we talked about it. I thought she was coming back for one year, you know, get that bag, uh, she's still young, only 31. She can get a little bit more time to uh, develop a little bit more. Uh, PFL did just bring in Julia Budd. That's been kind of the the hallmark I've been attached to is that that is a, a big legacy fight for her. Julia Budd at 145. So there, there's that fight there for her. But beyond that, there's not much. But she can fight Julia Budd, get that Millie, keep Keep stacking that paper, baby. Best job in sports is to be the PFL women's lightweight champion as far as I'm concerned. But this is a multi-year deal, uh, apparently. Uh, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but that is, that, that's what, I, uh, what I'm seeing from MMAfighting.com, the best website in the whole entire world. So that is very shocking to me um, because that makes it interesting. It, you know, Even if that's two years as opposed to one, that's less time for her to potentially get a Chris Cyborg fight. Um, you know, Kayla probably has a long career or at least several more years ahead of her, but Chris Cyborg been in the game for a long time. Not sure how long she wants to stay around. And that's obviously the big hallmark fight for her outside of coming to the UFC. So the multi-year deal aspect of it is really interesting to me. And frankly, it makes me think that PFL is going to get Chris Cyborg because uh, I believe Ariel was talking about it yesterday on, on the MMA hour. Cyborg has either one fighter or she's pretty close to the end of her Bellator contract, at which point, what is there for, for Cyborg and Bellator either? 
you know, like this, this is the fight that's supposed to happen. And so if, P, if PFL has re-signed Kayla for however much money it is, I'm starting, this makes me think that they, they know something that they, they are going to end up either making a really strong push for Cyborg when she comes up as a free agent again, or they're going to be willing to co-promote with Bellator. Either way, the big loser today is Scott Coker and Bellator MMA because they had a chance and they fumbled the bag, man. They fumbled it so, so hard. Excuse me, that's an interesting point. And so, so let me ask you this, AK. Outside of the PFL and Kayla herself, I feel like this decision impacts not really the UFC in my opinion because I thought they were like kind of in play. They thought maybe we could do what the UFC typically does. We'll have her what many would feel is a nice contract. We'll give her the chance to get these big fights, maybe get some pay-per-view and have the opportunity, kind of like the WWE used to do in the in the 90s. We're not going to give you these big contracts. We're going to give you the opportunity to make a lot of money. And I think the UFC was kind of hoping their brand could get her, but I, I didn't I never really thought they were a major player in this entire thing. But Bellator, man, I feel like this is a major blow for them because Kayla was the golden goose. They can sign all these great prospects. They can get some of these former UFC fighters, maybe even a former champion or two over to their organization. But Kayla was their golden goose. This could have been a major addition for them. Their offer was a damn good one from, from all accounts. But in the end, they probably should have blank checked this thing, AK, so that the PFL had little chance to match. I know contractually PFL can match any offer, but I thought Bellator should just been like, see this, see this piece of paper, fill in any dollar amount and you can have it. And I feel like Bellator, like Scott Coker, I felt like they really needed to get this done. They didn't. How big is this for Bellator not being able to get Kayla over AK? Yeah, I get what you're saying. Uh, like, you know, I mean, I'm pretty conservative with these things. So I'd be like, oh, you know, like Kayla Harrison is the biggest star in the PFL. Uh, I still I still wonder like where she is, you know, when we refer to when we refer to like the grander scheme of like sports fame. Um, yes, she had the Olympic fame. Yes, of course, she is a two time champion in, in a prominent MMA league. But like, you know, does she pass Jed's mom test? You know, does do, does, do, do most people know who Kayla Harrison is? Not yet. However, however, uh, to go with your point, Mike, the the, the blank check idea. Even if, let's say, it, it, you know, in the long run, um, it, it turns, it kind of like either doesn't turn out to be profitable, or, uh, or even, or even uh, a cost of money, just because they, let's say, the blank, let's say, her blank check demand is just exorbitant, and then they follow, they follow through with it, and then they manage to get her over. There is still sort of like a lost leader type thing where, like, just just making that kind of splashy signing and showing that, and you know, with everyone knowing that PFL had the right to match, and if you still manage to get her. Then suddenly you you are you are once again uh, sort of um, creating this burst of relevance for Bellator because um, Bellator again it, it is widely recognized as the number two uh, you know uh, MMA promotion in North America but PFL has definitely been nipping at its heels and and in many ways has done a great job of marketing itself as the number two promotion uh, to the point that you know that that, is, that it is even a discussion I mean there was a time when it was currently UFC way up there Bellator here and then everybody else way below. Now PFL and Bellator are pretty close. So for Bellator to have been able to if they had been able to take Kayla. Again, regardless of, of how much, like we can sort of calculate the dollar amount that she would generate for them, like how much revenue she would directly generate, the buzz is really something you can't put a price tag on. Um, and then, and just had to sit, being able to say, we were the ones that made Harrison versus Chris Cyborg. Because you're right now, if that happens in PFL instead, that's a big hit. I mean, uh, you, you, you can, uh, maybe it can happen in another promotion later, but like 
to be the first one to put that fight together, that's that is right now the biggest fight in in uh, a women's MMA you can make, and I think one of the biggest fights in MMA period that you can make. Uh, and you wanted to have that under your umbrella. Now, now the league gets to steal that thunder. That's uh, this is a tough one. This is a tough one for Belter and, and for Scott Copeland, who, like you said, I'm sure did their best, but maybe could have gone just an extra mile uh, and risked it all to uh, to get that splashy signing. Guess their best wasn't Dude. good enough. Jed, <laughs> this is how, how much does this impact Bellator? Because like you said, Dude. there's a very good chance not only do they not get Kayla, but they probably lost Chris Cyborg too. Like one more yeah. fight, it's going to be really tough to re-sign her unless you play her way more than you were expecting to. There's a very good chance that Chris Cyborg's like, all right, I'll fight Sinead Kavanaugh one more time, beat her in two minutes, and then I'm off to the PFL to make a lot of money and, and fight. Kayla Harrison potentially in a super fight and, and PFL could build this up over time too. Like they don't have to just get right into it. They could give cyborg a, a 145 stable to, to sort of fight and maybe run through Kayla does it at 55. And then at the end of the season, you have this one major event and then you do the big super fight at the end of the season. So how bad is this for Bellator? I think this is, this is their promotion. Like this, maybe this is chicken little of me, but I thought Bellator's had a really bad, past two years pandemic has not been kind to them um certainly and you know to, to ak's point pfl has made great strides over the past couple of years uh gaining notoriety and moving up and i think that i would go out on a limb and say that this probably is the turning point moment for for both promotions like as far as how they matter in this landscape because like like i said earlier and like we're kind of now I think everybody's going to come come around very quickly to, I would be pretty shocked if Chris Cyborg came back to, to Bellator. One, like she's already rerunning Sinead like Kavanaugh. That's, that, that, is that a fight that she cares about at all? No, it's not. And Cyborg is near the end of her career. She has spoken a lot about legacy, even when she is not speaking directly about legacy, the way she talks and presents herself. It's clear that her legacy is like the most important thing to her, bar none in her career. And Bellator cannot offer her anything if they're rerunning Sinead Kavanaugh of three months after the fact or whatever. Whereas Kayla Harrison obviously presents something. Cyborg loves picking up belts you know she already got four of them she'd love to go add a fifth i would be really shocked if she doesn't come back and so not only did scott coker miss the chance to get a, a bona fide star whether she passes the mom test or not and i agree with ak i don't think she does quite yet but kayla harrison has the trappings of of greatness and stardom they missed out on that and they're going to lose one of if not their biggest stars that that they have it is this is cataclysmic for them and honestly the like one of the first things i thought when i saw the multi-year deal is the nfl and and the la rams because yeah scott coker was gonna have to hemorrhage a lot to get her probably i'm sure he, they obviously made an effort and a really good one but do more do you think that anyone in the LA Rams organization cares that they don't have a first round draft pick for the next 17 years because they spent them all to get Matt Stafford and Von Miller and everybody? No, they won a Super Bowl. Like you collect stuff to pay it forward and get the thing that's going to push you to the top, to that next level. This was it. They had all of their their leverage, their ability was to negotiate for Kayla Harrison because that is the thing that can take you to a next level of prominence. 
and they fumbled it. Like I honestly, this is, I don't think we can overstate how really bad this is for Bellator. Cause to me, it seems awful. I agree. I, I feel like, and this is something we talked about on BTL multiple times, Jed, like Bellator has to get this done. They have to do it no matter what it costs them, no matter what it needs, what, what needs to happen. They had to do this. They had to sign her. This meant way more to them than, than maybe even the PFL, if we're being honest. I mean, PFL Absolutely. would have been catastrophic if they let her go. It would have been a big deal. But, man, not being able to get her when you were so much in play is, is, is a very big deal. And you probably saw on social media, everybody, Ali Abdulaziz, Kayla's manager. She's doing the media rounds. She's texting quotes to his favorite reporters. She's now the highest paid female fighter in the history of the sport, this new deal. And, yeah, good for her. You know, yeah, I mean it's probably true at this point if we're being honest. If we're looking yeah, at well, dollars, it's a, it's 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 up there. I'm I would assume that she is the highest paid for a blank check, but Ronda Rousey in pay per view points for the UFC is certainly making made more money than than Kayla Harrison. I would be stunned if if Ronda's pay per view points didn't drag didn't put her pretty pretty comfortably beyond Kayla. AK, it's hard to put yourself in the shoes of a man like Dana White. But how is he reacting to this news? Is he just like, <laughs> or is he just like, eh, I don't care? Are you are you asking me to do my my world famous now? <laughs> oh, <there we go. laughs> uh, just give me a second. Yeah. First Ooh. off, before you get in, yeah, start Ooh. off start off your Dana impression. Your uh, Rodney Dana Dana Field impression. Rodney Dana Field. With, uh, yeah. with what's in this poll you put in there? Uh-huh. I'm sure there is one. Yeah. And I did. So. Then go ahead. <laughs> First of all, we do have a poll going, guys. Make sure to vote in the poll. <laughs> What do you think of Kayla Harrison resigning with the PFL? Uh, three options: woo, uh, meh, and and boo. And uh, boo took it was a huge early lead. Uh, meh has now taken the lead, fifty-one percent. But uh, very little woo. Woo is at twelve percent. So fifty-one percent meh, thirty-seven percent boo. Not great uh, early returns on this news from uh, from the educated MMA fighting uh, viewers. But uh, oh, okay, sorry, my Dana White. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kayla, listen, uh, Kayla Harrison's uh, she's great. She, she didn't want to fight the best. She didn't want to fight the best. Uh, you know, uh, I thought I thought she wanted respect, but I guess uh, she no respect. She doesn't care. No respect. No respect. Uh, she doesn't care about fighting the best. Uh, you know, uh, if she ever changes her mind and she can have that contract, you know, we'll, t- we'll take another look at her. But uh, right now, uh, good for her. She's choosing to fight uh, lower level competition. And, uh, you know, congratulations on her and getting that deal. Jed, you be Dana White. You don't have to like make a, do a voice. <laughs> no, do, or it. Anything, no, do but, it. Do it. But you know, um, like you know, someone's gonna ask him. Like you, next press conference, he sits down and does. Hey, uh, oh, dude, this know, is an easy answer. Say, what's he gonna say? Go ahead. Yeah, they're paying way too much for her. Like their companies can go out of business. Uh, you just that's just not how to to successfully promote. I've been doing this for twenty five years. Um, we're doing pretty well, so I think you guys should just assume that when I'm doing something, it's smart, and everybody else is stupid. Um, and honestly, I actually think he's not wrong. Um, in, in some ways, I think the UFC makes so much damn money that they could have paid Kayla and it still would have worked out for them and been pretty beneficial. Probably. They also definitely don't need her and can get her in a couple of years when this contract is over and she is even, even higher. She has even advanced her star to even greater heights, um, because really the, the thing about Kayla Harrison, aside from the net, like what she has is latent star ability. You still have to give her a dance partner that matters. And Chris Cyborg is one of those, but the UFC is never going to work with Chris Cyborg again. Cause Chris Cyborg is never going to work with them again. And so then you have the Amanda Nunez storyline, but Nunez is that 
that lost a lot of shine with the Pena loss, and Nunez is going to have to rematch Pena, and we'll see how that goes. So there's no, there was no need for them to make a strong play here. And I, anyone who's watched any of our programming knows about my general thoughts on the UFC and their promotion and, and how they treat and pay fighters. I actually think that their argument towards Kayla Harrison is maybe more true than it is towards any other fighter just in the world where if I was a professional fighter of means and talent, there's not a, I just wouldn't sign with the UFC because they do not treat fighters very well. And anecdotally and just mathematically, that is very obvious. Um, But if I'm Kayla Harrison, the UFC does provide the one thing that no one else can, which is a platform to become a global superstar because she is going to be, she is a star and she is going to be a star in the PFL and she would be a star in Bellator or one or anywhere she went, but she is not going to become a mom test household name fighter unless she is in the UFC. That's just sort of how the game works. And so there is a real argument to them saying, Hey, we're not going to pay you the same flat rate that these other places are, but we can, this is what we'll do. And we can give you a kick on the pay-per-view and you can be as big a star as you can be over here. And then parlay that into anything else you want to do a la Ronda Rousey and, and some of the biggest names in the sport. That's her ceiling. But I also totally get, just take, take the bird in the hand instead of the two in the bush, take the million dollars a year and keep building yourself in the PFL and back to Dana White, this is also probably a win for him because, like, Bellator is Bellator and technically the number two. But PFL also airs on ESPN, which to some extent probably is good for Dana that the the other people that work with his television provider, who are obviously less important than the UFC – got the better person feels like he has more leverage over that relationship than he would over via common Bellator in any regard. So maybe that doesn't come into play, but this seems like all upside for the UFC, frankly. I agree. I agree. Cause when Kayla fights, it's going to be a very big deal. And guess what the programming, guess what all the banners, all the things on the bottom of the screen, the lower thirds, UFC 275 coming up yeah, this Saturday. Exactly. Like you could use that to promote your own brand. It's man. This is this is wild. So good good on Kayla. Congratulations to her. I'm sure she is feels Best like twenty pounds later right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and there you go. And if you're Bellator, man, go ahead. I just want to say I love that Kayla Harrison is keeping alive the strong tradition of World Series of Fighter um champions who Justin Gaethje spent years just beating the tar out of people for an obscene amount of money and nobody could nobody was ever going to get close to beating him and it was just a great job it was just an incredible job that he had and kayla harrison is keeping that proud tradition alive it may no longer be the world series of fighting but she is keeping that alive and i respect it now if the pfl can fix their challenger series stuff so that everybody can watch it for free or for a, a very low price point and they can fix the pacing of not just the Challenger Series, but all of their cards in general. Along with this Kayla signing, if they can get Chris Cyborg, they're playing. Uh, they're playing with gasoline and this fire of, of promotion, are they not? I mean, this is this is a very big thing. But they gotta yeah. fix this. They gotta fix this pacing. They gotta. They gotta make it watchable because it's bad. 
like that pacing is just it's bad. The the Challenger series pacing is is just as awful. It's just bad. They got to fix that quickly. You know what could make it more watchable, Mike? The damage bar. <laughs> Get that damage bar. Let's yeah. go. Let people know. We don't have enough graphics. That's the one they're missing. Like no, they're not going you gotta get rid of all the other graphics for oh, just the damage bar. Just the life bar. Streamline it. Look, I'm telling you, uh, I don't who is it still um Ray Sefo? Is he still in charge of them? He's there, yeah. 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 Give me a call. Let's talk. I have thoughts, I got <laughs> ideas. We can fix this and take you to the moon. People, Google I've uh, missed fists uh, power bar or life bar and watch read an article that Jed and I did. There was a promotion that did, uh, and it was chronicled by the great, of course, Grabaka Hitman and other people on uh, Twitter. Uh, there was a promotion that introduced life bars. It was very bizarre. Um, <laughs> they kind of, it's just like a guy. It really served no purpose. I think they were trying to like show a lot of people, a purpose. I mean, you're. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm poor phrasing on my part, Jade. It certainly served a purpose. Uh, what that purpose was for me, I think, was difficult to figure out. Jed, I know. I think you were more into it maybe than I was. But uh, again, look up Miss Fists or just MMA Power Bar Life Bar. Uh, you'll find our article. Don't do Power Bar. You're not going to get anywhere you'll, with Power you'll, Bar. You'll find a lot of Mark Andre uh, Bago articles if you do MMA Power Bar. Uh, but uh, I think I think we did Life. I think because I think we used both phrases. So look up that article, guys, on Miss Fists, uh, MMAfighting.com, Miss Fists, and. Uh, Check out the weirdness that it was and see if you want that in the PFL. The PFL is the opportunity to, to have a lot of fun here now that Kayla's here. And even if they don't get Cyborg, do you, they could have even more fun if we're being You honest. think they're going to or are they just going to keep doing stupid tournaments for her? They're going to keep doing tournaments. Cyborg will get her own tournament. They, they will make us wait for this fight. Like if they get Cyborg, they will make us wait for this fight. And take the risk and we'll, we'll surely talk about it on BTL that they haven't done it right away. And yeah, it's, did, we'll see. And it's going to be a seven hour show the first time she fights on it. So did, did you guys see the, the pay-per-view thing, the pay-per-view, um, I didn't see this comment. No. There is a, uh, in the release, uh, they are launching a, a pay-per-view super fight division, Ooh. uh, which I assume would mean to accommodate should they, well. Should they get Cyborg to not have to tie it to a tournament, but you know, not to tie it to any of their scheduled events, and they could actually just do a pay per view? Now, again, I agree. A, a lot of the comments on Twitter, of course, yes, a lot of he- social media head shaking, <laughs> questioning why would why would people who are used to getting PFL on ESPN pay for even a fight like Cyborg versus Kayla? Maybe you know, I I, I don't think you're getting more than. I don't think the brand is just not strong enough. Um, uh, and again, like I said before, Harrison is not a household name yet. Uh, so I don't know about that. But again, it looks like they are already kind of setting themselves up for the possibility of bringing Cyborg and creating a new platform for her and uh, Kayla to fight on. So, uh, I did, you know. You don't need a new platform. You have a platform. That's what I don't know, man. <laughs> just yes. want to just make some money. That's a bad idea. Uh, and if it's any more than like... $12.99. It's an awful idea. Awful. No, awful it's idea. all categorically stupid. <laughs> yeah. Like you you don't have other pay-per-views to sell. You have a one-off. So instead of trying to make a small bag for this one good thing you have, use this one good thing to build a brand identity for a free thing that you offer weekly. What in the name of all things? People are so bad at this. I don't understand it. 
uh, well, we could talk about PFL's potential pay-per-view model and and many other things, but in the end, <laughs> Kayla Harrison has made her decision. She is staying with PFL for the foreseeable future, multi-year deal. We don't know how many years that that actually means, but the fact that it's more than one is is very interesting. And could this lead to other big signings? Could this lead to a potential Chris Cyborg heading over to the PFL deal? We will see, and if that happens, we will respond to it and we will react to it like probably we're doing right now. So, fifty-four percent meh, fifty-four percent meh reaction to the signing, thirty-two percent boo, thirteen percent woo, thirteen percent woo. So there maybe, you go. Maybe, maybe don't do that pay-per-view. Uh, right? Maybe <laughs> woo. Thirteen percent is more than I would have thought. Yeah. Woo, <laughs> they are, uh, they're out kicking their coverage. Good for them. Woo. <laughs> big day for the PFL. Big day for the PFL. So we're done. Julia Bud fans. Yes. In our chat right now. All right. So we're done. That is, we gave this twenty-seven minutes. I didn't think that was even possible, but we have done it, and uh, that's it. So for Jed, for AK, I am Mike Heck. Thank you for watching. Kayla Harrison sticking around with the PFL for at least two more seasons, and we'll see what else. That could mean so have a great rest of the day everybody thanks for watching see you later you're listening to the vox media podcast network